History News from the West. I'm Victor. I'm Nick. I'm Chase. And, and we, we bring. <laughs> we love. We have a special we're guest. good. We're good, we're good at this. Too. We have a special guest here today, who will announce in just a moment. Um, before we get to that, just want to make sure that you guys are following us, subscribed, following us on social media, all that jazz, um, all the boring stuff. We plug it every episode. You already know by now. But anyways, should there be a list somewhere, like in the description box, that nobody uses anymore? Yeah, I, I do that, but just want to oh, let okay. people know. Anyway, so we have a special guest today. We have a special guest. Her name is Nova. Nova, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Nova Clark. I am the editor-in-chief of Shoreline Community College's newspaper, The Ebb Tide, in which I write a regular um, review column about classic film and television spanning the 1960s, 1950s through the 1970s. It's called Double Exposure. Um, thank you for having me on today. Our pleasure. You picked quite a doozy of a film for us today, didn't you? Yeah, I picked Carnival of Souls because I hadn't seen it in a while. I think I've seen it twice total, including this time. Uh, Victor, you haven't, you mm. hadn't seen it till now, had you? No, this is my first time. I've been wanting to see it for a while, so thank you for bringing this one on. And yeah. Sure. Yeah. just so the audience knows, this is the 1962 version. There is one from, I think, 1992. Right? There's there's one that's in the 90s, but this, this is, is the 60s one. It's a first for me of hearing it. I didn't think this yeah. movie could get a remake, or yeah, let know, alone a movie with the same title that might have the of... same... Well, it's a remake. Those things exist. No, no, no. Like, there could be... Sometimes there could be... Sometimes there's remakes. Other times there's movies that just happen to have the same title and sort of the same concept behind it. it it's happened before. Yeah, like Vince Vaughn's Psycho. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's no, not Vince, what I mean. Vince Vaughn's Psycho was, was, is literally a shot for shot. Yeah, right. And it's terrible. Yeah. I, it, it was interesting, though. It's an interesting... It, it, yeah. It definitely was. It, it's kind of like a, an example of, like... We just sometimes don't need to remake things. Like we really you know, don't. Yeah, I like the. I, I think yeah, that's 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 for a later time. That's for a later time. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we got carnival. Week. Yes. That's next week. So we have Carnival of Souls. Um, Nick is usually our synopsis guy. If Nova, yeah. if you want to introduce the film, you're just as welcome to do that as well. But if not, we got Nick here to do that. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty. It's a fairly basic premise. Yeah. We also have a short film to talk about, too. Yeah, we should talk about the short film first. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Off to a great start. The short film is Victor's pick, actually. It's called The Cat with Hands from 2001, made in the good old, good old UK of... The U of That's K. That's UK. Just the, the U of K. You got it. You got it. All right. Uh... I actually didn't write a synopsis for this one, but I'm just going to wing it. Cat with Hands a, tells an old story of these two these two men. They go out to get some water from a well while they're talking about the story of a cat and the cat that lives in the well and takes sacrifices from people. It's just, I don't know, I can't really sum it up, really. For three and a half minutes, it's just such an out there concept. I think it's the perfect short film. <laughs> it's the perfect short film. It's the perfect short film. You would. It does all that you need in a short film in three and a half minutes. Yeah. 
it's, it's what did you guys think of it? I, uh, I like I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot too. I thought it was super weird. Yeah, it was the good kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I definitely like its style. It feels very much like an old folklore short story come to life. Like something like something the two characters in the lighthouse would share to each other on an off day of maintaining the lighthouse. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, it the the stop motion was really unexpected, actually. Yes, unexpected, but amazingly executed. Yeah, really effective. I, it was. It added just this uncanny like creepiness to it. Yeah. That yeah. one. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, it's a little. It's so so weird. Uh-huh. so weird <laughs> yeah yeah nova what did, did you watch it what do you think yeah i just watched it earlier oh, um, okay. you could tell a lot of work went into it too oh yeah absolutely stop motion is no joke it takes far no. more elbow grease and man and time just straight up time than everything else it's being done to make a movie it's it's, it's got to be respected it's got to be yeah it's got to be respected that's it what were your thoughts on it? I thought I agree with uh, Chase that it was um, it was it gave it a unique kind of look and feel how they combined the stop motion with the live action. I think that always helps to kind of create a sort of third dimension to the work. Yeah, um, yeah it is like the perfect Halloween short film. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it feels kind of like a like a. Uh... I don't know how much you guys did this, but on, on Halloween in, like, middle school, when, like, you were too old to trick-or-treat, but, like, not old enough to, like, party and get, like, fucked up on Halloween. So you, like, <laughs> you go and hang out at a friend's house, and there's, like, kind of, like, a little party going on. And then, you know, that one friend is like, you guys want to hear something crazy that happened to my older brother <laughs> last night? And it seems like yeah, it's absolutely. one of those type of stories where it's, like, um, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, it's obviously not true but at the same time you're like but what if this cat really did have hands right you know? it's a little too convincing yeah exactly <laughs> it's it felt it felt something like that and the fact that it's also only three minutes long makes it feel even more like that yeah huh so i get that mm-hmm. uh like the production design just like the whole look of the set they were on the well the dead leaves the dead mm-hmm. trees the hats coats yeah it looks like a my chemical romance music video what (laughs) what's interesting is i haven't seen much of robert morgan's work who directed the film but he has a few like computer animated projects Hmm. oh he's one this wasn't just a one-off project by some obscure artist no um he i mean his work's kind of obscure but he has a few um computer generated uh, short films. One of them I've seen called I think it's Belial's Belial's Dream. And if you think that's if you thought that this was weird, you're in for a you're in for a scoot <laughs> scoot toot and boogie. I scoot, tell you what, toot and boogie. scoot toot um, and boogie. Huh. But yeah, I, I think when Chase you said like the unexpected element of the stop motion, I think yeah, like the fact that it's so unexpected. But it sells it like I think without stop motion, like it wouldn't be um, the execution would be just not yeah. right. It, yeah, it creates like, a whole new surreal level. Yeah, like when that, the, um, uh, towards the uh, towards there's a, are, are we doing spoilers? Like, can we? It's a three minute. Show. We always like, we always do spoilers. Okay, um, towards the end when we find out that the guy that this old man's telling the story to is that cat. Um, 
when he goes in and like grabs a dude's mouth and takes his tongue, that didn't feel that didn't feel as uncomfortable as the uh, as the stop motion stuff. What did feel uncomfortable right. though is they did this thing, and I've been really wanting to figure out how to do it. And and Victor, you had done something with it with pictures before, but you do like a oh. like almost like long exposure where like you your face smears. But he did that a lot. And I wonder if I wonder how that's done, and like how easy it's done because I would love to replicate that. I think it, well, I think it's it, super creepy. I figure it would be as simple as uh, over cranking the camera. Be as simple as over cranking the camera and just spinning your head every which way yeah. and taking that into post. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, probably like double layering it and then like. Creating some yeah. sort of ghosting effect, yeah, just doing I mean, that and it's speeding up this clip. Yeah, because there's effects like in you know you see it in like B-roll in like movies and stuff where it's like at night you see like the light trails of cars on like the freeway, but it's still like sped up, so it's obviously like a time lapse type thing. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I thought it was sweet and uh, I thought it looked really creepy and goofy and uh, and hmm. obscure and uh, uh, it was a very it was such a Victor pick and I and I love it. Don't worry, yeah. the one that I'm going to pick for my feature film is another... Yes. It's going to rock your socks. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nick, were yeah, you the what? one who compared the short film to The Lighthouse? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, it had the same kind of sea shanty... Oh, yeah. Yeah. On. Yep, I love that. My yeah, name, absolutely. Gibbs. Oh, what's his name? Gibbs from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I could see that. Icarly Gibbs. Yeah, Gibby. No, 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 no. We we don't talk about that here. All right. Uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was just looking for short films, and then Victor suggested this one on a whim, and I was like, yeah, okay, well, well let's talk about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah, guys have any good. other thoughts on it, or? No. Uh, good. Fine, man. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I watched this. Just yeah, literally let's... just now. I'm glad that I took okay. the three minutes out of my day to to give this a watch. <laughs> Okay, so definitely uh, watch it, don't watch it. It's a watch it across the board here. I give it five stars. No, eight. watch it or don't watch it. Five stars. Watch it. Eight stars. Eight? No, we, last week we said we wouldn't do stars for short films. Oh. I disregarded that then. I'm going to disregard it now. You didn't disregard it. I'm going to watch it, Nick. Thank you. All right, bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye, Victor. (laughs) All right, Uh, so. Good start. Now let's move on to the feature presentation. Uh, Where's my document? There we go. Wah. (laughs) Turbo scrolls. (laughs) He's become a soul, dude. I know. I know. I have a really good Word document here. It's good. So, all right. Carnival of Souls follows a woman who is the lone survivor of a terrible car accident. Wanting to get away from things, she takes up a new job as the organist at a church in Utah. En route, she encounters an abandoned carnival site, and from there experiences unusual occurrences that begin to affect her life. That's a, that's about as clean as you could make that, Nick. That's a, this is. Yeah. I think <laughs> this job. might be your your best synopsis yet. I'm gonna be honest. Shit. That's Thank a, you. That's a, good job. Feel good. Hope you feel good. You go. Some people. Some kids were math. Some kids were math in school. Some kids were football. I was I was the only English guy. Yeah. I loved English. You're the synopsis guy. <laughs> Nick McCann, synopsis man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um. So I've 
I myself have been interested in this movie too, because because when you think about it, the '60s was kind of a changing was very much a changing point in horror movies. The '50s we had a buttload of atomic sci-fi and monster movies. Then in the '60s we started getting back to traditional horror. You had movies like Psycho, Rosemary's Baby, the Hammer movies. They throughout that decade they just started going back to basics and also new since the studio system was on the way out we had new fresh young talent coming on the scene making movies for pennies compared to what mgm or fox could do and then you got movies like neither living dead and this one Mm -hmm. so yeah in that regard this was definitely worth checking out and now that i've watched it i'm very glad I watched it. It actually lives up to its reputation. When I was um, trying to decide of which movie to pick for this, I was thinking like, oh, you know, I could I could choose The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby or The Shining. But I feel like, you know, I've talked about movies like The Shining to death. And so I've only seen this one, I believe, once before. So I figured may as well uh, talk about it with fresh eyes. And after watching it recently, I realized it goes without saying pretty much uh, how much this film evokes the work of David Lynch. Mm. Um, I think it's safe to say that he has seen it at least one point in his life. Uh, There are times when the settings felt really sort of stripped down and bleak um, in a similar way to his movies, like the uh, wide shot of the pipe organ at the very beginning. And later on when she's shopping at the department store, The department store wasn't even like a glamorous department store of the day. It was more like sort of a warehouse, like just a really gritty, no-nonsense example of the everyday lives of, you know, people of that era. Yeah, just a normal-ass department store. Yeah. Nice. That's interesting. It didn't occur to me to think of it like that. I guess Lynch's movies are kind of, uh, what was was the word? Like, I guess, not restrained. You just said the word, and I've been blanking on it now. Strip back? Strip back, oh, yeah. Cool, yeah. Nope, not the word I was mean. Not the word I said. <laughs> Definitely not the yeah. word I said. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's very just like bare bones and minimalistic. Yeah, the uh, the low budget is definitely in this movie's favor. Yeah. Uh, especially at that um, carnival site, which I heard was an actual carnival site they found on the side of the road, and they just oh, shot wow. in there. Hell yeah, that's awesome. I love that. In Utah, yeah. I think it, mm-hmm. wasn't it? A historical like bathhouse not quite that's sure in the film. That's, yeah that's what it was in the, oh. in the film oh a bathhouse yeah, it was because yeah. i was uh i visited utah for the first time lately and while i didn't see the filming locations i think it definitely used to be like an old carnival in the hmm. early 1900s that's nice cool. that's wow. but awesome that's terrifying yeah it's a sprawl. It's so huge. Like yeah, it's, it's got huge. a weird feeling. Yeah, and then you have that dry lake behind it. Just there's great. Like the, there's like the dock underneath it too. That's also super. It's scary. so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's the dried out dock yeah. is really eerie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This whole movie was pretty eerie. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I was. I didn't get a sense of. So my my kind of feeling with it when it first started was I was like, I was. I'm not. I'm not a big like, like, uh, uh, my my film, my film uh, uh, catalog no. kind of starts at like maybe the '80s. Maybe, actually, I would say probably '77 with Star Wars, and then like up maybe maybe to to Kubrick times. But like 
sixties and before I'm I'm really new to it. So like it takes you know, you gotta you gotta kinda dip your toes in the water before you dive headfirst into all these like sixties movies. Absolutely. Um, and uh and so it took me a second to get into it. Uh also the movie doesn't have any like build up, it just fucking starts. It just and starts. So I was like watching it, I was like, Oh shit. Like I, I was like <laughs> I had I had, you know, gone to the bedroom to like get like a blanket or something and I'd come back and I was like already like two minutes in and I was like, Whoa, what? <laughs> so I had to go back. Not, but, not even opening logos to yeah, get you properly psyched. That's exactly. what's weird on the Criterion channel, they have like intro not interesting yeah. like a title screen and they have yeah, like the a, janice a production films company up. yeah <laughs> but like for this amazon one i was like no it was what? nothing just starts yeah I yeah know. it was yeah. like you press oh, you play watched. it was like movie oh you what you watched on amazon no i clicked on the amazon one and then i was like i don't like this i'm gonna go to the criterion they have okay there. well i i found this upload to youtube because it's a public domain movie so thank you nova for picking a public domain movie <laughs> sure oh <laughs> Cool. Yeah, because probably because of its, you know, low budget qualities. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. the production value of this film, it reminds me of Night of the Living Dead in that it is a low budget black and white horror film from the sixties. Um, and it's set against a contemporary backdrop and also takes place in the same general vicinity for the majority of the film. So yeah. something about like the minimalism of these types of films, it really sort of makes it feel authentic and down to earth. Like it captures scenarios that almost feel plausible against uh, like extravagant high budget counterparts. That is a very good point. And especially, especially this movie, considering this is a lot more supernatural than what Night of the Living Dead had to offer. That was more material horror. This is definitely more supernatural and subjective sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And even though psychological. it psychological. Yeah. Cause like the low budget aspect, um, the fact that it does feel a lot more grounded, I think really works, but it was also unexpected because I, th I thought there'd be more of like more carnival scenery and because, you know, the title. And so I was expecting like some really like surreal, whimsical stuff, but it really wasn't. It was very grounded. And most of the supernatural stuff was just those uh, figures she was seeing. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting, but it has a very surreal feeling like throughout the entire film, like even just recalling it today, I was just like, what, like what, what, what's the timeline for this film? Because it felt so disoriented and even waking up, I was just like, I don't know where like certain things happened. It's yeah. I, I like to think, I like to think there's an air of ambiguity into it, which oh, is common is. for a lot, a lot of the best horror movies. So yeah, I, when the ending came up, I start, I actually started contemplating what exactly happened which yeah. i something i never actually do outside of john carpenter movies but it is for an earlier it is, horror it, film like yeah it's, it's very really unexpected doesn't hold your hand something out of the 60s yeah you're just you're just with this character you follow her journey as she relocates tries to pick up the pieces of her life and then this stuff starts happening to her and she starts losing her mind and at the same time you're just left there helpless to watch it unfold this brain, like a deck of cards, all 52 pieces flying everywhere. Did any of you feel as though it was almost more unsettling the fact that a lot of these scenes took place in the middle of the day, like out in public? Good point That's there, good too. Point. I didn't yeah. even notice that. I didn't yeah. even pick that up. It yeah. Makes, it makes sense. Low budget. You don't have to, you don't have the money for lights. So you got to make do with outside. 
And I guess right. that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and outdoor scenes too. You usually you yeah. do a lot of interiors mm-hmm. when you are constrained with money. Yeah. But no, Especially daytime too. outside. Because of course unique. there are the scenes where she's in, um, like at home by herself. Yeah, and uh, that that's, those are nighttime scenes. Yeah, there's also the uh, first off uh, the acting is pretty good I'd say all around, but um, I'd say there's an added level of suspect with her neighbor friend that oh, constantly yeah. tries that constantly hits on her all the time. Fucking Dude. Linden, man. <laughs> he was like the he was like the perfect cliche like sleazy you just hey baby like i was like oh my god he's like me like to a t it was insane he's like like really strong he had a really strong new york accent despite living in the middle of utah i know i picked that up too oh yeah totally but yeah he looks he sounded he sounded very brooklyn for some reason (laughs) maybe he just got back from the war yeah i like that uh after she has that kind of mental breakdown where he like comes up behind her and like hugs her and she sees the dude in the in the reflection. He's like, "Yeah, know what? I'm good." <laughs> he's like, "He's like, you know, I was just trying to, I was just trying to hook up, but I'm not hooking up with anyone crazy. Bye bye. I'm going back into my bedroom across the str- uh, across the hallway." Yeah, uh, <laughs> my I think my favorite moment of his. They're at the uh, they're at the bar. He wants to excuse me. He's trying to get a good time out of this night because she's so down and scared and frightful and he and he says to her after she refuses to dance he's like come on come on or refuses to drink her drink he says to her i paid come on i paid good money for this beer and it's clearly budweiser beer how much did he put down three three dollars all combined for a bottle two bottles and he goes he goes it's not poisoned it's not poisoned (laughs) (laughs) fucking blue collar workers man no that's a joke my 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 dad's my dad's a mover what he does is very important. Dude, just just for the record. Your dad. Yeah, your dad's, yeah you're... Gonna, your dad's gonna come in the screen and beat the shit out of you. gonna beat you. Yeah. Essential workers are important. <laughs> what what I think's also interesting is that this isn't a very uncommon thing to have in in horror films, especially with a the lead being um a woman, it's that like there's this gaslighting aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Where like throughout in the entire film she's basically it's implied that like maybe lady you're a little crazy and so you're also dealing with this aspect of oh is she just imagining this but then again she's dead right so it's like there's a lot of elements i'm confused about maybe well well, the thing is with the fact with her being uh that's the ending kind of threw me off a little bit too because when she gets yeah that's when she gets chased by all those people and there's obvious there's that obvious like scuffle in the sand and then there's no more footprints and then right. she gets pulled out of the water, but people interacted with her, or did this all just happen? Was she in like a purgatory state where she was like moving on, or you know, like I, I it's, it's there's nothing explained, and I love that, and I love the fact that yeah. nothing is explained, but nothing is explained, so it's your mind just is like, well, did she do this? Was was this actually real? And then it is, you know, yeah. So. It feels Quite. really purgatory to me. Yeah, that's Definitely. that's kind of the that's kind of the vibe I was picking up from it. What I, I like, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My, I think I might be thinking purgatory too, but I, at the time I just said to myself, oh, she hasn't accepted her death yet. And she's trying, and these carnies are trying to uh, let her know that it's time to move on. So yeah, I guess that is purgatory. That's, that's kind of how I, I was, I, I, I had thought about it 
my my girlfriend had brought up a good point we watched it last night and uh um that the main guy that was like chasing her was the only person in this group that didn't have a partner to dance with until she got there and i didn't i didn't notice but she pointed out and she goes and her thing is oh she he doesn't have a partner and i'm like what and she's like no he has no one to dance with so it's like it after i heard that i'm like he's not coming off creepy he's coming off as like come with us type thing like that's why i'm i have this purgatory mindset as well is that he's like come on just 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 come with us you'll have a good time and you that, know that's that's kind of that's how very I it up. that is really cool that's very universal monster movie logic there yeah. making you sympathize for the antagonist <laughs> even though they make it hard to because yeah, it comes off as very creepy very creepy, yeah yeah <laughs> props to uh what the fuck is his name hang on a second i i don't know whoever played the creepy guy that kept jump scaring her he needs a medal he, he yeah. needs a belated medal because he, he was so is so effective he is also the director of this movie oh, no really? shit yeah they're that's the same that. person her awesome. carvey all right oh okay <laughs> that's awesome all right that's amazing so, this film really reminded me of a twilight zone episode called the hitchhiker um whereby a woman is driving across the country and keeps saying he, she keeps like spotting the same hitchhiker on the side of the road, like over and over. Um, it also kicks off with her being in a car accident. Um, and at one point in the episode, she also finds comfort in a guy she meets along the way who also ends up um, sort of rejecting her because he feels that she's just crazy. Mm. And this was this episode was based on a 1941 radio drama of the same name, which makes me wonder if carnival of souls took inspiration as well oh, i could see wouldn't, that wouldn't be surprised we get a, we do a lot of influencing these days ourselves yeah hmm. yeah speaking of influences there's the shot where all the carnies start coming out of the water at night and i couldn't help but think oh. i couldn't help but think george romero got inspired himself when he's making land of the dead because there's a really iconic shot in the movie where the zombies crawl out of the water heading towards the main survivor settlement it's a very mm -hmm. cool looking shot and yeah romero he's one that this was when he was getting started so why not pay tribute to that era where he was brought up where he got his jump start in, in his career right. his career that yeah. makes sense because they would all be contemporaries yeah exactly but and aside from that it's great it's a great shot it's a great image mm -hmm. actually the whole Anytime she was in the carnival grounds, when she enters, I guess we'll call it the uh, June 5th, 2024 thing. That's another thing. This reminded me of our 48 hour short we did, the three of us minus Chase, the June 8th or June 5th, whatever June, the heck. June 5th, I think. June 5th, yeah. Because she goes into this, the main character goes into this void or whatever, and no one speaks to her. Much in the same way Nova's character. Went into some weird <laughs> void and no one talked to her. Yeah. It, it was crazy. And there was some kind of demon figure after her at some point. I couldn't help but notice the similarities. We're, Interesting. Mm -hmm. Are you sure you didn't watch this before, Victor? I've never seen it. I promise. We're, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bust in the door at Ryan's we're place. Gonna cross -reference this. We're gonna FBI SWAT team raid his house. Well, you we won't will find nothing, buddy. You won't we find will, anything. <laughs> We will interrogate Cosmo if we have to. Did you know anything about this? Talk, I like, are dead. 
I think one element that <laughs> kind of cat, confused right? me. The Cosmo's the cat, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I want to make sure. <laughs> so, that part in the in the shopping mall where she loses like hearing essentially, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. at the time I think where no one's talking to her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not until she like puts her hand on a tree that she starts like regain her um, hearing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be kind of like come back into reality it's, or whatever. It's not even it's not even just hearing. She just exits out of this gone. material plane. Yeah. She just was gone. It's almost yeah. peace I out, if dude. Her touching the tree was like she she like putting her hand on like an organic material. A living thing. Yeah, and it brought mm-hmm. her back. That's kind of what I picked up. But then again, if she's already dead, I don't know. Yeah. One of my yeah, one of my favorite details was how in each of those scenes where um people become oblivious to her, it's you can still hear confusing. like small yeah, you can still hear like small details like her voice and her footsteps and even like the ambient white noise of the air which makes the absence of the more obvious sounds around her yeah. like even more deafening. But yeah, I uh, uh this is Oh, okay. What So, I will say the one character I did not like I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm doing it too much tonight. <laughs> go ahead, man. No, go ahead. You're okay. <laughs> no, you go. I, I did it enough. I, uh, <laughs> I've, uh, I never saw, I've never seen this movie. Uh, so this was, this was my first, like, this is a good, this is a, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this later in the movie. The first part was a little slow and I have really bad ADHD uh, Nova, for you to know, uh, that I have te- I have terrible ADHD, so uh, it has nothing to do with the pick. But if a movie starts off pretty slow, then I uh, then I, uh, uh, I I lose I lose my train of thought with it, and um, uh, I did that a little bit. But then it got really the movie got really fucking weird, like yeah, super I, weird. <laughs> the de- movie is I w- I would say it's not. Quite perfect. Yeah, there are slow parts as particular because of the low budget. There's not as much just script or do in the framed. Thank you, mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also some of the acting not quite so good. I was gonna say my least favorite character movie is that housekeeper or that landlord. I don't know. She she annoyed me. <laughs> she said something. Yeah. She said something that like literally made me like. Like, uh, like larger than a chuckle, but not quite a belly laugh. But she <laughs> said, she said, oh, uh, she, the the, I think her name was Mary. The main character's name is Mary. Um, yeah, and it she, was pretty yeah. sure it's Mary. Yeah, it's Mary. And she goes, she goes. Uh, I heard, I heard. Uh, There's a man. I heard the footsteps and blah, blah. And she goes, oh, it's just the house. The house is rickettier than my knees. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, but it just I it actually like literally made me laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, that good old 60s dialogue. Yeah, so even though a lot of the acting is a little hammy, which I think comes with the territory, I think the lead performance is is pretty convincing. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Sort I like how playing... she was like expressive and um sort of she was expressive in her facial expressions, and mm. she was also like kind of underplayed, understated. Absolutely, yeah, that's kind like, of what I was going for. Was going to say, at her best when she's frightened, and everything those eyes just wide as white eyes. Well, also, also her. I don't know if she was doing it herself, 
I, and I think I think Victor is seeing what I'm thinking, but she what? went straight up like her eyes would like look the different directions, and I thought I'm oh. like I'm like is that a camera trick? And, but I'm like there's no way, and so but it it was it added like an uneasy like feeling because I don't slight lazy eye. And, well, no, but it doesn't. It it was only at certain angles. But like face on, and it was only at certain times too. I get what you're saying. So I get what you're saying too. It was like I think it might have just been camera angle, honestly. It was crazy though, because I was like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, is this <laughs> is this supposed to be happening? Like, am I am I seeing wrong? Am I going crazy? Like, you know, I see the same thing on Ryan Gosling sometimes. Ryan, and he's one, yeah, he and he's one of the most eye. handsome, hot, fucking actors of all time. That's true. I mean, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying this woman is, this woman's ugly or anything. I'm just Absolutely. saying that it was something that it picked me, that I picked up that I was like, uh, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was, it was, it just added a little bit of the unease, but yeah, there is a, uh, there is a scene that I, I was meaning to talk about. Um, and it's the, not the first time she sees the, the, not the first time she sees the whole crowd at the carnival, um, but the second time when she goes back. Um, so the first time she sees them, they're all spinning and it's all sped up. Um, and so that looks, it looks really creepy and they're all, you know, but when they're in, when she's actually, when, when we, the audience and the camera is a part of that like dance and we're following them around, I oh, think yeah. they chose, they used a different camera. And it looks like either a different camera or a different lens or like different film stock or whatever, but it looks like the same type of uh, stuff that would be in like 1920s movies, like early, early, like, like uh, Caligari type stuff. Wow. Where okay. It, and their makeup and stuff is very reminiscent of that as well. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, it had this, like there's, if, if we can find a clip of it somehow, but there's like the lens looked like it was like broken or cracked or something. And I was trying to figure out what it was. But oh, then, I don't remember that. But then you could obviously I mean, see that it was radically different than the, than the, the main, the main stuff that was being filmed. Is that the one that was kind of like attached to a lower angle as she was dancing around? Yeah. yeah and it's kind of like looking up and it did it for every, yeah, for yeah. like a lot of people, but it, right, right, right. it looked like it was from an old, old, old camera, like silent, oh, silent film era. Which is, again, yeah, I think I probably something they were meaning to go for because their makeup is very, like, reminiscent of the, uh, um, like, uh, oh, God, is it German Expressionism films? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, you know, very, very, like, skewed. It's, like, Burton-esque. It's now become, like, a Bert, Tim Burton thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, he adapted it from from there but it i don't know it's just something that caught my eye and i wanted to get your guys's yeah reaction you're yeah i didn't notice that you but yeah you're talking about towards the end there when the camera's moving through the dancing crowd yeah and there's like it like stops on them yeah i, I could kind of see what you're getting at here like it's i, under, I got... it's definitely different mm -hmm. and it might yeah, have just I, been I... the version i was watching too maybe you wh where'd you watch it i watched it on amazon okay um uh, yeah, I can kind of see how that be. Um, there, that was, there was kind of an, again, there was like, there was also that old school, chiller, feel to it at the time, mm -hmm. or, it was just unsettling in that aspect. It was creating, 
black and white movies have a very unique atmosphere to them, especially horror movies. Mm -hmm. And this was evoking kind of the best of those old school chiller movies. Like again, the universal monster movies, the very yeah. surreal imagery and just kind of the unconventional way of capturing that uh, feel. Yeah. I could see, I could see how they would probably get creative in that regard. But I would assume Ma even at, at, in the sixties, those cameras have got to have been expensive and also yeah. expensive to, to operate. Um, they don't, I, I doubt they're like something that you can move around easily. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, cause I, I don't think at the time they were manual cranks, but I could be wrong. No, like, they weren't like in the 20, no. not in the sixties, but in the twenties where they, in the, yeah, the 20s and the, the 30s, 30s they yeah. They were manual cranked, so I'm assuming something like that would have to be like manually cranked while you're doing it. But I I don't know. I don't know, but do you do you know at all? Um about it? well, I think that reminds me that like even just the mere fact that in the dancing scene they were sped up is reminiscent of how early early cinema was did have that kind of sped up quality. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, so it was like a lower frame rate. Then. It was like filming at like like 10 think, frames a second. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's crazy if that is true that someone in the 60s was thinking throwback, was thinking a throwback yeah. thought as far yeah. as their artistic process, which is something everybody does nowadays. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But to think that an older generation did that, it's an interesting thought. Like two, yeah. gen two generations ago. Like this is like our grandparents were like, uh, like our age at the time. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, why wouldn't they, yeah, you know? My, yeah, exactly. My, it's, but it's yeah, weird to think about. Yeah, my, my mother was born in 62. Yeah, I mean, my so, I mean, yeah. my, my dad was in 64, so it's like our our grandparents were at the age where it's like, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's weird to think about that, you know, three decades later, or not three decades, three generations later that we're now we're still also going, oh, I want to replicate this thing from the 60s now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's fucking weird. It's really weird. Full circle, yeah. man. Full circle. Yeah. There was also like, a shot in there, too. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I was just going to say, it's like how Singing in the Rain was doing a parody of the 20s in the 50s. That is true. Like, that mentality that, existed, for sure. That's exactly true. Uh, so, what? I, anyway, what I was going to say was, there was a shot in there where the carnies all start running past the camera, and I couldn't help... One, that was creepy. I, I was, like, I was like this. I was like... <laughs> uh, and I don't know. I don't know why, but it reminded me of the opening shot from the Wild One with Marlon Brando, where the motorcycles speed past the camera, mm. and it looked very dangerous and kind of ominous-looking. Just the they achieve different uh, feels between the movies. Wild One, it was going more for aggression because it's a biker gang. The vroom vroom, very loud, very fast. This one's just vroom, vroom. very subtle. Vroom, vroom. And too too quick. It was too quick for a crowd of people to move. Again, going back to that possibility that they were doing a throwback as far as visu visually. Yeah. Uh, to the old uh, German expressionism or the silent also, film era. A lot of the the lighting and shadow work was very expressionistic too. Mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys are familiar with uh, Bergman, like Seventh Seal, Persona. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched a single Bergman movie. Well, because like a lot of the lighting in this wasn't very like didn't feel like a horror movie at times. Mm. It almost felt mm -hmm. just like a drama. Looked like or a noir like a... Yeah. even then. 
Um, and I thought that was really interesting. There's some great like use of shadows, like the specific that one shot where uh, the lead and Lyndon go back to her apartment after the bar, and it's just like backlit. You just see their silhouette in the dark room. Mm. Yeah, There's just some really good like uses of shadows in this, but it doesn't feel like a horror movie at times, like for the majority of the film, which yeah. I thought was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen it like labeled as a thriller. Uh, yeah, a psychological thriller, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, put the nail on the head. How about that organ music near constantly throughout the movie? Mm. Yeah. Dude, I like that. So Me good. Too. The score is so good. Yeah, maybe it... I think it kind of runs into... I think it kind of becomes, I don't know, lost a little bit. Like, you can't... At times, you can't pick out a melody or certain things. Maybe that's just how organs are. But either way, like it's a great organ score i yeah and of, of course it references how she's taking the job as the organist but the organ score itself just is so fitting and i'm fairly certain i uh, i've been subconsciously influenced um from that score in creating my own short films i could see that because organ never fails to it really doesn't achieve that kind of effect it sounds like carney music a lot it, it only seems fitting that yes. you get get oh, yeah. the carney sound out of this that, carnival of souls. I like that one scene where she's hallucinating and playing the organ at the same time. <laughs> it's just this very just like jumbled yeah. wash of sound. <laughs> it sounded really cool, but then she gets fired because of it, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, I like, was, this is blasphemous. Yeah, like, I was, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I'm like, what the fuck did she get fired for? <laughs> you play in a in a God of It was too abstract. It was too abstract for the church. This is too. Play, this is too <laughs> unique. Too, yeah. Listen, listen. You play Inagata Devito once in a church, and suddenly you're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting scene. Wait a minute. This uh, sounds like rock and or roll. The fact that the main um, sort of twenties inspired uh, cinematography, the fact that that happened in the bathhouse slash carnival, mm. um, maybe they were trying to. Um, evoke the fact that since the carnival is that old, the cinematography is therefore that old as well. That's kind of what, what I, was, great I was grabbing point. from that too. How about that car chase that opened the movie? That car chase—it was like a car walk. They were, <laughs> they were driving so slow, a stroll, yeah. so slow. I love. I, I I remember they're like revving on the engine and stuff, and then the cars are just like. <laughs> I was like, man, they're really moving. <laughs> They're scooting. <laughs> Forty miles an hour is no joke, man. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I ended up really enjoying this. Like, I, I'm not a big horror guy. Um, I'm not a fan of being scared. But uh, <laughs> I, I liked this. I, this didn't. This, uh, this was. It was so. It was such a strange, strange movie. Like it's so, it's got its own it's got its own flavor it's, for sure. It's so unique. Yeah, it's it's and and I say weird in the most in, endearing way. Like it's so weird and and out there and it. I also like Victor. You were saying earlier that it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't walk you through anything. It's just like, mm-hmm. and I think I think is it could have been like like a trend setting for it to be to be like that because you know like well 
in a way, maybe it was a little transcendent because, again, it was part of that crop that Night of the Living Dead and I'm sure others that we're just not mentioning right now probably don't know about yet. But, yeah, there's that, it's that crop of new young filmmakers at the time. They're getting away from the studio system. They're trying out new ideas that the studio probably wouldn't take them on to do yeah. or follow through on. So, yeah, let's scrape together some pennies and get what we can and let's execute them the best to our abilities. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. I'm gonna, uh, I, I, I need to watch it again. Like That's what I was wishing I did before this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, yeah. I, I will say, um, I think the part that almost got me worked up was, okay, she, she's, she's leaving town. She's trying to get away from it all. She pulls into an auto mechanic shop to get her car looked at. All the while she goes into a hallucination as her car's on a raised platform for the mechanic to look under the car. Mm. And then when it cuts back to her in the real world, oh, yeah. and she pulls up, pulls up. <laughs> oh, I thought she was still elevated. And we were going to get some gnarly kill where the car squishes the mechanic Final Destination style. <laughs> wow. Yeah, threw wild. me for a, for a loop. <laughs> <sighs> Please, don't do that again. But at the same time, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like one of the many films that just proves that the simplest things can be truly eerie. Like when she's wandering around the carnival and that lone carpet like sli- like slides down up from the slide behind her. It's such a, like a subtly eerie Oh, detail. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And yes. it's something that really could good. happen, too. Like it's plausible. The scenes like where she is at home by herself, it just seems like the film really plays upon that age-old fear of like your mind playing tricks on you, which I've personally experienced while being, you know, in my oh. house alone, for instance. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I know all too well that once that feeling hits you of, you know, is there someone in my hallway right now? Or that hesitation yeah. to walk past mirrors and stuff. Yeah. It becomes oh, like yeah. just, it's like extremely hard to shake. And the paranoia seems to like grow at sort of an exponential rate. So I think that's yeah. what this film is trying to evoke. And I think it succeeded Absolutely. at that. Absolutely. And like, it, yeah, that, that actually happened for me last night. Like I, I, so I had, I had a little, a nice little palate cleanser with Borat after this. <laughs> I think as one does, oh, yeah. you know, it's a good, you know, but, uh, I went to bed and I was like laying in bed and <laughs> my girlfriend was snoring, but her snores sounded like people talking Oh geez. and it freaked me the fuck out. And so I was like kind of laying there and just, i was like i was like is someone saying something and I, I get to and so i'd like look around the room and i'm like i'm afraid to fucking turn around right now yeah like it it's was... terrifying. nova do you have any any more thoughts that you'd um, like to share apart from the fact that i am aware it's on the criterion collection and i don't own it but yet i want to own it <laughs> there's a, and there's a lot of supplements there's a lot of supplements included yeah. as well D- um, does so. anyone wait no none of you own it right no. Okay. I'm gonna get it though. I'm, I'm absolutely gonna add it to my. Uh, I mean, gonna is a is a. I, I haven't. I'm, I'm adding it to my list. Yeah. You're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was. I was very happy watching yeah. this movie. It's very. It's a very comfortable watch, especially this time of year. Yeah. I know yeah, what you mean. Like it. Some films like this if they have like a certain quality they're almost like comforting to watch yeah that's how i felt with the fog that we watched last episode it has the Mm -hmm. same feeling yeah Mm -hmm. this film bare bones 
bare yeah. bones, stripped back, and kind of ordinary considering things. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't and, know, guys. Do you guys have anything else you want to get in the way? Get in there? I'll probably think of a million things as soon as this podcast ends. That's, <laughs> That's how always how it happens. How is that? I guess my only thing that as I'm really curious about that, uh, about that, that if they chose a different camera or or what, I'm gonna definitely look into that and see uh, mm -hmm. see what I can what I can find with that because it's it 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 looks amazing. I just want to, I just want someone. To, I just want to know. I just want to know what it does. I got to know. I got a question. Is it explained why this carnival she's why she's so connected to the carnival or why it keeps calling to her? Was that explained or is that just left to a know. mystery? I thought you'd have to figure that out. That's the what I was wondering were. if it was. Yeah, I was. That's what I was wondering if it was not explained or what. Yeah, I think. No, she yeah. she wasn't. She didn't grow up on a carnival. She she didn't have a circus well, yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was just curious. But yeah, I, think I like that though. I like that. I think it since she's a soul. This is Carnival of Souls. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe her next job will be playing the organ at the carnival. Oh, maybe. There we go. She's what gonna, if there are She's not going to have a next job. <laughs> what if there dead. are. There's multiple carnivals with multiple souls, not just in Utah. Oh, but in Arkansas. Oh. An Arkansas carnival <laughs> sounds fucking terrifying. It kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> How about a Minnesota carnival? It's just huge. They they make them big out in Minnesota. That's right. And a lot of corn. Okay. Um, <laughs> a lot of corn and cheese. Oh hi, dog. Should we get into oh. the ratings? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. How about a sure? How about a word from my dog? Let's see what your dog has to say. Smile, boy. You're on camera. He's smiling, bro. He's smiling, all right. Yeah. All right. All right so nothing. um. Let's do let's do ratings, Nova. Okay. This is the part of the show where we just rate the film, okay. last thoughts, and all that good stuff. On a scale, yes. um, on a scale of of one thing in the movie to to the same thing in the movie, if that makes any sense. So, like for instance, uh, so you do like three sports cars out of five. If there were sports mm -hmm. cars in the film, so yeah. take an object that will be your. Three spookies, three spirits I out of five. See. Yeah, like something, something. I'll try and think of something really witty and amusing. I mean, yeah. you okay. don't have to, <laughs> but these guys have taken it upon themselves to do such things. I think Nick started it. So, uh, no, so what I, is? I, did I, I start it? I definitely started it. I believe yeah. it. Chase, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chase did it. it was uh, what did is it. the range of stars? One to five. Uh, to fi <laughs> one to five with halves. Okay. Good. Um, stand, stand by. Key, stand by a second. My dog is. <laughs> It's going to take me a week to edit this episode. <laughs> Don't edit it. <laughs> People are going to be listening on Spotify just hearing, bark, bark, bark. Like, what? All right, now he's gone. I like your cat. Thank you. His name's Izzy. He's pretty. He's a little. What a cutesy. He's, he's only six months. He turned six oh. months on the 20th. God. He's, he's just a wee lad. Okay, get down. Get down. I'm sorry. Okay, so. Who wants to go first? The dog. We don't want the dog to talk. <laughs> Look at him. I know he's <laughs> muted and I can see him going. Bye, bye. <laughs> I gotta record this. <laughs> I like the movie a lot. I give it four out of five stars. I'm a dog. I think he wants to kill you, Nick. Yeah. Oh! 
More like more like Dogavol of Souls. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jesus, that was Did you just beat his dog? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Nick's color palette what a mess, is, dude. is army green. Yeah, where's that green light coming from? That is no. I'm just saying his color palette, like his clothes. Oh, is his color is army green. Well, then he ha plus he has that light coming in too. That's yeah. green. I wonder if his background on his camera. Uh, oh, no, no. Yeah, I wonder if his background is green. It's like seafoam green. Yeah. Weird. Is it changing? Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Nick's really spooky this episode. He's been dude. really. I'm gonna have to like watch a funny movie after this, dude. dude I'm too. Nick's I'm spooked. Being real spooky. Tell me there's gonna be a blooper reel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Let's get All back right. to the ratings. Let's get back to the ratings. Hopefully. Nova, you would like to go first? Would you like to go first? Sure. I'll kick it off. <laughs> so, I guess I would reserve some. I would reserve five stars for something like The Shining, most likely. So that being said, I do really love how unique this film is. There's so many good elements. Um, I feel like it's pretty much the whole package. So I will rate it four and a half stars out of five. Nick, what's your rating? <laughs> My rating is three and a half car accidents out of five. I appreciate the charm that goes into this movie. Not a lot of money, but it does go quite a ways. It has a great atmosphere. It has spooky visuals and music. The plot or the storyline leaves a lot up to your imagination, and it's somewhat all the better for it. That, not to say there isn't pacing issues and the occasional bad acting bit, but it's, it's very comfortable, and it's easy to find, really. It's, it's a very, you, could, you could find this most anywhere. So, definitely check it out. It's a trailblazer for indie horror. Word. Gang, gang. Uh, gang, gang. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go ahead and give this... Uh, oh, God. Hang on. I saw your letterbox rating. I already know what it is. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, I'm giving this... Uh, I'm giving this... Four Mr. Lindens out of five. Uh, Mr. Linden was the neighbor, Nick. Okay. <laughs> I really stumped him on that one. Uh, but... I don't remember anybody's name. Uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this. It was super, super weird and, uh, and abstract. And, uh, um, I, I don't think I could give it any higher than a four. And I think for me, at least, a four is is generous in the fact that I'm not a big horror fan. So this is a, this is a, this is a, a good one for me. I, I really, I really enjoyed this. And this is a, it, I, I like movies that I can watch and I can be like, you know, I could do this. And that makes me feel, that makes like, makes me feel good. Maybe not on the, on the level of like, Oh, I could have thought of this. It's so easy, you know, but it's like, it makes me feel good that it's like, okay, this person went out there and just shot this. I mean, obviously, they had money, but I could do that, you know. So it's like mm -hmm. that, that exactly adds, that adds a little bit to. I love it. So, 
So yeah, four, I love movies like that. Yeah, four Mr. Lindens out of five. <laughs> Plus, you got to remember that I love the '60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is very, very, very true. I can I can concur with that. It's a very Nova pick. Yes. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna go with a three and a half. Um, this is definitely one that I think I just need to watch it again for it to be any higher, um, because I was pretty tired watching this and with its very surreal and disorienting feeling it just added to like you know the overall confusion um but like it does dude you're being creepy again um <laughs> like yeah it's it's pretty low budget but i think with its surreal imagery it's sort of dream logic at times and the simplicity of the horror elements it just all comes together in such a really unique package that i just was not expecting at all um and yeah like i would love to watch this again it's so short too like mm -hmm. it doesn't yeah it really doesn't cost you any amount of time to watch this. it's like an hour 17 so yeah overall i'm I, super glad we watched this yeah i surprising yeah that, that it, i would say it is surprising too because i don't know i i love mystery science theater 3000 and the considering the movies they done i slightly suspected this movie would just be a better, trashier movie than that. Just sort of, I mean, I mean, there's there's old movies, there's old bad movies that have reputations, like Plan Nine from Outer Space, and I figured Carnival of Souls, somewhat wouldn't live up to the word of mouth it got over the decades. Everyone says it's a good movie, but no, it's actually a pretty good movie. If that makes sense. I lo you lost me a little bit there. I'm gonna be honest. You brought up. Mystery. I wasn't understanding. You said okay, mystery okay, okay. science Wait. theater, but like, where are you talking no, about? I'll... The quality of movies they would cover um, is what I was trying to. So, yeah, oh, they okay. bad movie. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like they they do a lot of cheesy cheesy schlock, and I thought it would just be one of the crop, but no, it's it's better than that. It's way gotcha, better. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm okay. back. I'm back in it, Nick. I'm back in it. I I just I'm just not good at talking. That's okay. None okay. of us are. Yeah. But I'm the worst. That's also a joke. Um, okay. So That's not we... a joke. <laughs> okay. So we actually have a question. <laughs> no, we actually have two questions. We hey! Two questions. <gasps> we got two! It's Wait. Two. Hold up. Hold up. We have three. Three. But one of them is. But one of them is three. from Ryan. But let's 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 entertain him anyways. Yeah. yeah. So what from Ryan? Ryan's got a question. It's a joke question, but we're going to answer it anyways. This is from Projecting Underscore Opinions on Instagram. Oh. They asked, if you had to survive one horror movie, which one are you choosing? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. Oh, uh, good. goodness gracious. Who's going first? Wait, so, I'm wait, thinking. wait, wait. Survive like we have the actual ability to survive or one we would want to survive? Something you could feasibly see yourself surviving. Okay, because there's no way in hell I'm surviving yeah. like a zombie apocalypse, because I'm slow. And zombies are fast. Well, you well no, unless they're shambling like the Romero movies. Huh. You could just barricade yourself in your house. They get close to a window, you shove a broomstick through their face. I'm looking through my list of horror movies I've seen, and none of these I would want to, like, I'm looking at Us. I would not want to be part of the Us universe. Nope. Um, that would yeah, be impossible. Awful. 
Midsummer, I don't want the mental trauma. You know what? Would we fuck? No, it's fucked up, but <laughs> I think I could probably survive it. Hmm. Uh, get out. I think I could. I think I, I, I Being think, the white man you are, I, I like, think I might survive. Why? Because you're white. Because I'm white. I don't think I would have a problem at all. I'm gonna be honest. You know. You know all the. I guess uh, that works. Never mind. I don't. I don't uh, watch a lot of horror movies, so I honestly don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Sure. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with uh, Get Out. Uh, I have. I have a strong feeling that I would survive that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. What the. What the hell would I live through? Nothing. Uh, all right, this is this is a head stumper. Um, uh, I think, could you call could you um, classify Birdemic as a horror film? Barely. It's more like a comedy. Um, jeez, this is. I mean, okay, yeah, I'd say so. That's so easy, though. <laughs> okay, how about a? I'll do Ma. With Octavia Spencer. Ma? Really? Yeah, you could just... I could One, just... you actually remember that movie. And two... <laughs> it's not bad. Really? What about... It's what about, not bad. Is Rubber a horror film? Yeah. I, I think probably, so, maybe like a little an... bit. I could probably survive a killer tire. I, I'll just shoot Octavia Spencer. I'll just shoot her and then that's it. <laughs> Done. Easy as that. <laughs> Done. Done deal. Oh... If I had to survive one, probably Night of the Living Dead, because slow zombies, barricade yourselves, wait for the National Guard to roll in. And if not that, Jaws, I'll just stay out of the water. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. yes. Um, I would like to try and survive The Shining. <laughs> Oof. There's a challenge. It's a, <laughs> it's a really nice hotel, and they have a good bar. Mm -hmm. Good point, uh, good no, point. Maybe like or maybe... Kind of slow, I... though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, maybe, like, Psycho or the birds or something. Okay, yeah, the yeah. birds actually yeah. probably would be feasible. Yeah. But okay. uh, more challenging than Birdemic, that's for sure. <laughs> True that. All right, uh, another question. We could just entertain Ryan's funny question right yeah. now. Let's do it. He asks, well, he says, Bro, I just ate breakfast, like, 20 minutes ago, and it's 5 p.m., I'm just wondering why I did that to myself. So your see, sleep schedule is whack. Here's the thing, Ryan. <laughs> when shoots go over, man, you just kind of sleep <laughs> through the day, and that shit nah. happens. <laughs> so, I mean, breakfast for dinner. Fire. You know, time is a construct. And that time is yeah. time is just a construct. And Ryan's been always kind of a rebel, and I've and I've admired that for years. So I don't know. The fact you're questioning it at all means you might be backing out on your beliefs. Don't mm. back out from your beliefs. True. Just don't commit to do it. That. Don't change who you are. Straight up. Be yourself. Be yourself. Um. Yeah. <laughs> any, anyway. <laughs> Next question. I don't know, Nova. Did you want to add anything to that? Well, maybe if. He was on the podcast with us. That wouldn't have happened. Oh, oh if only. Yep. Boom. Drop the mic. Shit. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All right. Uh, last Sick question, bird, bro. This is by Ethan Doodles hey. on on Instagram. Shout out Ethan, Ethan Doodles. Ethan Doodles. Does he? 
I don't know. He podcasts as well, though. He's got his own podcast. Hey. Um, hey, Ethan, I love your name. Go on. So he asks, what movie would you classify as objectively bad, but you still enjoy? Slenderman. Are you okay. kidding? I am dead ass, completely serious. Slenderman was one of the best experiences in a theater that I have ever had. Did you laugh your ass off? I was. I had all of my best friends with me, and we were going to watch a, a movie that should have been made five years prior, but we're watching it then. And it was a fantastic <laughs> time. Slenderman is an awful, awful movie. But I had a fantastic time with my buddies, and I enjoy it thoroughly. I haven't watched it since, but I own it. So that's that's how much that's how much I enjoyed it. I went I went wow. out of my way to buy it. I would like to watch that it is, someday. Yeah. That that is a good point. It, it is a movie that is way too late to the party. Hell, I even contemplated doing a Slenderman short film at a point, but then the time just passed. It's like, fuck it. What's the Me point? too. I was working on one freshman year, but I didn't do anything freshman year. So I was like, I didn't, you know. Shit. I had this nice little wooded area right by my house. So I was like, ooh, yeah. Blah, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, my buddy lived in the cul-de-sac over from me. He had a pretty good Slenderman costume. And my neighbor friends who were a street up from me, they we were filmmakers like me. We could have we could have all collabed, but well, you didn't. didn't do it. Let's make a Slenderman. Basically, movie. That's, that's, I could I could be your let's Slenderman. Let's make a Slenderman man. movie. I'm six you, foot you four. Could be We've got a Slenderman. We got a Slenderman. I will go next. I'll have to say Death Wish three with Charles Bronson. It's the best of the Death Wish sequel. It's not because it has a great story or rich character drama. No, it's just balls to the wall insane. Charles Bronson kills every kills a guy a scene, and then once the final shootout comes, he pretty much destroys the whole neighborhood, ridding it of gang members. There's machine is guns. That, what is that? The lockdown, or is that the fourth one? It's the third one. The fourth. Okay, which one is the, the, the lockdown? The fourth one. The crackdown. crackdown. Okay. Death Wish for the crackdown. No. Got it. Okay. Death Wish three. No, it's a. Uh... Yeah, he's got a big freaking handgun. He. Mail orders rocket launchers. His neighbor has a Browning machine gun from World War II. He just guns down gang members by the fistful. It's such a crazy movie. There's bad guys on top of the roofs. There's motorcycles, explosions. It's fucking wacko. It's not great, but I love any time I get to watch it. It's so. It's the right kind of 80s action cheese you want. Or at least that I want. It's so yeah. It, it was kind of an addict. It was kind of an addiction watch for me. I was strangely drawn to it for the longest time, and I still kind of am. I want to do an action movie that insane, and that, but that ironically insane, someday. Cool. Nova. Hmm. Uh. Okay. So objectively bad. A lot of those. Uh. Ridiculous. 60 sci-fi movies come to mind um i think there's a movie called the green slime i'm just gonna go with that yeah because i know you and ryan have seen it right we did we enjoyed yeah. the hell out of it that it's like it's so so ridiculous but i love it totally cool. um <laughs> we should watch that for the show at some point i'd like to this one we should also watch is uh I think I'll go with Love on a Leash. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's really 
poorly made and there's actually an interview just done recently with the lead uh, voice actor for the dog in the film the story is about this dog who falls in love with a woman it's it's a complicated scenario <laughs> yeah but um yeah. what decade is it from 2010 oh it's it's fairly yeah it's fairly recent i guess um but it's just so bad and hilarious and i and i will cherish it for the rest of my life so nice it's yeah. one of your top films of the decade yeah top I mean, films of I, the decade. I, would, I would take that back but it's still so entertaining so but do they my, take it my... seriously or is it supposed to be absurd well the director had taken it seriously she really wanted to make the film but the voice actor um he told the interviewer that towards the end of the film he kind of started to take things his own way and sort of make fun of the film with through he his dialogue <laughs> yeah okay. and um because some of the lines he says are just like really weird but i guess he did it on purpose because why not i guess <laughs> um but it, it's on it's not on prime anymore it was on prime for a while so you'll have to buy a dvd if you want to watch it that's Victor, my i say this as a friend i don't Please I'm don't buy the it. DVD. I'm buying it. Don't 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 do it. Don't do I it. Have to. Well, <laughs> fine. Um, I think that's the last of our questions. Wow. Oh, we need more questions. Yeah. I like answering. Hey, questions. I'm thankful that we even got a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Great questions. Me too. So um, more would be nice. Yes. Viewers. So guess... Viewers, please ask more questions. We love doing them. Yes. So um, I think. That might wrap it up. Uh, make sure if you're listening on Apple, you leave us a little review. Let us know how we're doing. Nova, it was wonderful having you on the show. Thank you all very thank much you. for having me. Anytime. Welcome to come back. Anytime. Yes, thank you, Nova. Thank you, Nova. Good to meet you. You too. Good yes. To all right. Well, um, I guess that does it. We'll see you guys next week. And um, Charlie Ho, viewers. Yes.